Hello and welcome to We the Fasters with Breakfasters. <laughs> it's going to be breakfast for dinner tonight. I, it's, I know this that. is the podcast where it's breakfast every day. And I'm I am Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. And this, of course. This is the inaugural episode of We the Fasterds with Breakfasterds, and we are the Breakfasterds. We're the Breakfasterds. Uh... We've got a we've got a little house a little housekeeping to do right here at the top uh, in our segment. Uh, <clears throat> our segment called uh, Breck Stuff. This is where the sound cue doesn't work right away. Or at all. The sound cue does not work. <laughs> ah, fuck. I had it turned down. Here we go. This is our new, our segment, uh, Breck Stuff. That's right. And, of course, on Breck Stuff, we are talking biscuits, as we always are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have some wheels for your gravy train. I, I myself... Uh, consider myself a, a bit of a biscuit aficionado. Okay, do tell. How, how, do you have a card? Do you can you pull it out of your wallet and prove prove your biscuit merit? Let's see. I uh, this is my. Uh, I'm a Freemason. Mm-hmm. I'm the president of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance for some reason. Yep, yep. And aha, here is my biscuit biscuit club card. Okay. And I'm three punches away from free biscuits for life. No, from uh, defeating Apollo Creed. Okay. <laughs> In a biscuit eating contest. That's that's no small feat. I mean, Apollo Creed can eat a lot of biscuits. He famously he loves biscuits. When he when he wears that giant Uncle Sam hat, you know it's full of biscuits. It's just full of yeah. In case he gets hungry during the fight. Now, do you make your own biscuits at home? Most of the time, I'm, I'm using the uh, the roll where where you've got the scary can that explodes when it opens. But the I scary have, can. I I yeah. Most of the time, I I, I play my biscuits uh, scary can style. But I, I do know how to make a good honest homemade biscuit I've, I've been trained and i, I want to i today what i wanted to talk about in uh breck stuff is chilling your butter ahead of time Ooh. now any southerner knows that the proper way to store butter is to keep it pleasant in a cool butter dish on the countertop that's right that's right Makes it nice and spreadable. You can brush it on top of a biscuit when you take it out of the oven. But for the actual act of baking, what you're going to want to do is take some of that butter and put it in the refrigerator. Let it chill for a few hours. And then 
cut it up into little bits before you mix it into your dough. <laughs> this is the key to getting a good flaky biscuit. Because then what you do is you when you mix up your dough, you fold fold that dough, roll it out, fold it and roll it out. And then when you when you punch it out, just like Apollo Creed. That's right. Then you get those la- those flaky layers. That butter, when it melts, makes those little strata of flaky layers in your biscuits when they rise up, when they rise to the occasion. What, what do you th- like? What do you think Hungry Jack does to simulate that? Because they they definitely have that strata layer, but it's almost too too perfect. How how you can peel like a a whole section off. You can it's yeah. right and wrong at the same time, and I'm not sure exactly how it's wrong, but I do know what you're talking about. It's like it's like uh, those flaky ass biscuits that you get from the tube. They're like it's like peeling a sunburn. Yeah, it, you or get that scab, real yeah. delicate layers. I don't know. I I feel like it can't be healthy. Then I again, mean, it's it it is a biscuit. You peel that, you peel that, I mean, listen, I'm eating that sunburn skin. I'm not, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm eating my scabs. (laughs) I'm, I'm also not lying. (laughs) I mean, it it came from me. It it can go back inside of me. Yeah. Return from whence you came, scabs. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm losing flakes of power if I'm throwing it away. I like to pretend that they're like crossing the picket line when I eat them. <laughs> All the little Irish coal miners are out on my on my mustache. Oh no, you can't do it, <laughs> my boy Billy Elliot. He's gay. He wants to dance. Ugh. Billy Elliot isn't Irish, is he? He's just like <sighs> profoundly British. I'm going to be honest. I'm very aware of Billy Elliot. I know it turned into a musical. I never watched it. <laughs> uh, Was it good? It's, uh, yeah. I, he wants to be a dancer? Yeah. he He is a dancer. He is a dancer. He's a fantastic little dancer. He, he wants to continue to be a fantastic little dancer and grow up to be a fantastic big dancer. And he does. Spoiler alert. Oh, well, shit. It's a funny movie, though, because they would never make it today because he's like, I'm a little fancy lad and I like to dance. And his father's like, you can't be dancing. We are coal mining family. I think you might be a, a puffster. Mm. But then his dad sees how much he loves dancing, and he's like, I'll do anything for my boy. I can take him to the dancing schools. So it's 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 like October Sky if you replace uh, rocket science with dancing? Correct. Okay. That is a perfect, that is actually what Roger Ebert said. Oh, well. He said it's a triumph. <laughs> he said it's a, a triumph, but it's also... He said it, it's like October Sky, but with dancing. <laughs> and then he said, 
it's also like newsies, but if there was only one newsie and everyone else was just mining coal and yelling at him. Anyways. I think that would have improved Newsies, and th- that's tough to do because Newsies is nigh on perfect. And here's uh, here's the thing: I've never seen Newsies, <laughs> and, I, and I haven't since I was a child. But uh, as a child who wanted to dance and was told you can't do that, it, it was at least fun to. Your dad you came know, up out of the coal mine yeah. and called you a puffer. Mm-hmm. He did. Hmm. Anyway, that was Breck stuff. <laughs> Tune in next week when we'll be talking about sausage gravy. Ooh. And can we talk about bacon gravy too? Now is bacon gravy a thing? Yes. This is like some some but lost city the, of it's, gold. It's the one time that I think sausage is better than bacon. Ooh. Bacon gravy is uh it's not providing as much flavor as sausage, but we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it at length. Okay. Well, I think it's time to get down <clears throat> to the meat of the conversation, if you will. And no, I'm not talking about sausage versus bacon. I'm talking about all our calls from the breakfast hotline. That's right. We opened up the podcast hotline. Uh, and had people call in with a conversation about breakfast. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Here's our first caller. Okay, you're at the diner. They don't have maple syrup that comes from a tree. What do you do? You got the breakfast syrup. You got the jams and the little packs. And you got honey. Is there anything I'm not thinking of? What do you do? All right. So we're at the diner. Yes. They don't have maple syrup that comes from a tree. Uh, which I, I'm going to go ahead and, and use the bad syrup because it's still bad. I, I can't do jam on a waffle or a, on a, on a, a pancake flapjack, whatever you call it. It it doesn't work for me. The the key is going to be to butter that bad boy all over the place. If you got a waffle, I, w- I want a little dimple of butter in every little hole. I think, yeah. So I, I would say that uh, a pat of butter does a lot to cover the sins of a cheap uh, corn syrup. Mm-hmm. masquerading as maple syrup. Uh, he says, yeah, you got the little packs of jams and you got honey. I hope, I honestly, I hope that this guy wasn't at the diner like struggling through yeah. this and expecting yeah. to get us to get back to him immediately. I hope he's not still there, you know, days later, hunkered over a moldering stack of flapjacks. But uh, that's a sad thing. Pancakes got to be eat. They got to be at. <laughs> um, the little packs Once they're of jelly. cold. They're no good. Now he says you got the breakfast syrup. Are there dinner syrups? I I 
I think that like beef gravy is kind of like a dinner it's syrup. A dinner syrup. I mean, we're, I we're just looking for for some sort of lubricant that enhances the, you know, sweetness or the savoriness of your meal. I mean, they're they're filling the same role. I guess I have several uh, cocktail syrups. That's true. I Those mean, are kind of an you, after. You've got your simple syrup. syrup, your complicated syrup, your. <laughs> <laughs> convoluted syrup. Rube yeah. Goldberg syrup. <laughs> oh man. You you need like a bowl for that because there's gonna be a lot of splashing. Like mm-hmm. for your for your Rube mm-hmm. Goldberg syrup, like you you'll want to pour it into a funnel after you've collected it in some sort of large pan. You have to pour it down a flight of stairs and then it lands in the back of a radio controlled car. And the then car. it fl- flips an army man. Uh, army man goes through Hot Wheels track. And then uh, it lands on a scale. Slowly the scale tilts in the other direction, fires off an old musket. <laughs> musket tears through three walls of your house, explodes a feather pillow. Scares a chimpanzee. Very, very upset about the musket fire. He throws his, starts flinging his feces. Some of that feces lands on the floor. The Roomba spreads it all over the rug. <laughs> then the, the housekeeper comes in. She's on her all fours, just scrubbing away. She accidentally knocks the rag that she's scrubbing all the dookie out of the rug uh, into, into the <clears throat> credenza jostling it and the priceless Ming vase falls on the floor shatters and uh, then that spills uh, Mr. T cereal into a bowl (laughs) and that's your breakfast and then you eat one piece of it and throw the rest away I'm now starting to think about my entire life as one Rube Goldberg breakfast experiment and I hope I get some delicious syrup out of it at the end that's truly, I think that the universe is one big Rube Goldberg device. It's like all of this matter and antimatter smashing together. But if we get a better breakfast out of it, I mean, the machine worked. Yeah, we're the punchline to the cosmic Rube Goldberg machine. As long as I'm um, sucking down <laughs> sugar and fat, I don't care anymore. It's all corn. It's all I'm corn. Not right now. I, I, I can navel gaze because I'm not pancake gazing. Yeah, and this is what uh, he says. Is there anything I'm not thinking of? What do you do? Uh, Yes, what you are not thinking of is ordering an omelet. That's true. Just that's 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 a better diner option. Uh, Do you use the word diner for? I, I think that brunch spots are a different thing than a diner. A brunch spot. Oh. would have true maple syrup. Yes. So, brun- so you're at a greasy spoon. I, I think an omelet's a stronger option. Yeah. You want Here's what you want. You either want an omelet or you want you want to get uh, biscuits and gravy and then hash browns on top of the gravy. And then a fried egg on top of the hash browns. Ooh, breakfast mountain. 
and then oh actually breakfast volcano because you want that egg over easy yeah. and you pop the yolk and let it run ah, down look out it's pompeii <laughs> but there's no time the little Fuck hash you, brown potato man yeah. <laughs> potato man caught masturbating entombed for millennia <laughs> folks if you haven't do yourself a favor and look up the uh, guy who was caught in the lava jacking off and his body was perfectly <laughs> preserved <laughs> preserved at pompeii as the as the uh, cloud of ash enveloped his body and uh, just perfectly preserved his form. He's, he he's is now like cranking pa- his hog. <laughs> like he was patron like, gotta- saint of, of of having a friend to delete your internet history if you die. <laughs> <laughs> the mountain deleted his internet history. Ugh. All right. Here's. I'm sorry. I'm getting a bunch of voicemails from my realtor. Your realtor's not a real turd. Is he or no. she? Okay, good. I'm I'm glad you got a good one. All right, here's our next here's the next caller. Hey guys. God, I already fucked up. I guess I don't even really know if you um what your pronouns are. So hey there. We'll start again. You can just cut that first part and we'll start again. Okay, three, two Hey, y'all. God, now I sound like I'm from the South, which I'm not. Not there's anything wrong with being from the South. I'm just, God damn. Okay, so just cut it again. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey. I heard you're doing a podcast about breakfast. And so... I was just wondering if you've ever eaten cat cum. So, okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. uh, To answer your question, yes. No, but is that something that you, will it make breakfast better? You know what's funny is that, uh, you know how the voicemail, it shows you a little transcript. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the voicemail transcript. I hadn't. I have not listened to these, so the transcripts are not one hundred percent accurate. And it, the transcript just said, "Have if you have ever eaten cat." And I thought, "Oh, that's funny. It's a reference to Alf." But then in the actual voicemail, he said, "Cat come." Yeah, which would have made Alf a way more entertaining show. If that if <laughs> Alf if that alien life form Gordon Shumway was just constantly trying to blow the cat. Yeah, and and I think other cats would probably start coming around. You know, <laughs> the house they, is just full of cats. Is Al- alley cats love this house? They're just they're banging on the doors. They're trying to claw their way into the crawl space, and the whole time the family's like, "Alf, what are you doing?" And, and Alf's just he's got he's got like a, a twenty cat blow bang going. Yeah, he's his mouth is full. He can't even speak for himself (laughs) Alf you freak I don't know like the first thing I started thinking about uh, with with the the cat cum thing is don't cats have some sort of uh, prongs on their penis like spiky uh, 
Yeah, but if I mean, hey, if you like cat cum, this is just, guaranteed delivery. Now, they're do not you gonna, think that, that, that we could possibly use uh, this information to help our first caller out? Yeah, like, I mean, like, look what you know, look around the the diner that you're at and see if you see any cats. Yeah, there's <laughs> we're all out of syrup, but you know, what we do have. Pure Texas cat cum. <laughs> and this is big cum because everything in Texas is is bigger. So <laughs> including including our little tabby loads. <laughs> All right, here's our next I, I I hope that we helped you out, caller. I hope that we satisfied your perverse curiosities. All right, here's our next our next call. And this is a 317. This is an Indianapolis area code. I I I think I know who that last one was, but I am completely in the dark about most of these. Yeah. Sausage patties a link. So, uh that I guess that was the whole thing. He said, "Yeah, sausage patties or links." Okay. Links. Mm. I'm a patty man. I, I think you keep more of the grease in, in a sausage that has a casing, and uh, I'm an absolute greaseman. I think it's very hard to get a good crispy sausage link. That is true. It, it's. Uh, do you want crisp or grease? That's the, 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 I love them both. And preferably, yeah. I'd like to go to that the old school breakfast buffet and have a plate full of both. But if you I'm only get... buying one, I'm getting the links. What is in those little red ones? The little patties from the from the Cracker Barrel. Oh, like they put some sort of pepper in there. There's there's it's... a little more spice in it. I mean, you can. I mean, I can. I can get some hot breakfast sausage patty like the Chub. But I've never seen anything in a store that looks like what they make at the Cracker Barrel. Hmm. But I like that spice. You don't usually get a lot of spice. I think you might a, need to just link. buy a, a a pound of raw sausage because yeah. they they make that in mild, medium, and hot. And maybe if you get the hot and patty it out yourself, throw a little more pepper, paprika. Well, that's an Italian sausage. Know. That's not like your old folks or Jimmy Dean. Oh, so like like you can you can get Jimmy Dean or Tennessee Pride or Pernell's or or whatever your local breakfast sausages and spicy. But it's not that red. It's weird. They just like okay. put pistachio dye in it. I don't know. I'm I'm through the looking glass here. This is JFK territory. Um. But yeah, um, here's the other thing. I think most of the time when you're talking breakfast links, these are, these don't come raw. These have like nitrates and bullshit in them, you know. And that's that's probably my love of them. I I've I've been raised on trash food and that brown and serve bullshit. And I mostly uh, why why I chose links I, other than the grease content is. For some reason, they're very. Maybe it's because they aren't spicy. They're mild. They're they're delicious when dipped in that that true maple syrup. 
Like they end up being a sweet and savory thing instead of uh, the smi- the spicy and only savory portion of my bre- breakfast plate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm always say- going to have bacon over there too. So I'm 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 having bacon hold down where I'd have the sausage patty, and I'm I'm choosing the sausage link to, you know, play play in the middle. She's. Sausage plays both sides. Mm-hmm. You swing it's like both Catherine ways. Like Catherine Zeta-Jones in that, that uh, movie with Sean Connery. Right. The sausage is going through all the lasers. <laughs> yeah. And pulling its little sausage butt here's, down. Here's what, uh, here's what I will say. There's a caveat to the sausage category. Mm-hmm. Cheddar links. Yeah. Oof. I will tell you that um, from uh, about the third grade until the seventh grade, my mornings were spent in the bathtub eating cheddar links. <laughs> you you were a bathtub breakfaster? I was. Oh, I man. mean, it's funny. I didn't think it was that weird as a kid, but now as an adult, I've come to find out that most children do not bathe daily. I would get up in the morning and make myself a bath. And then I would eat a plate of cheddar links in the bath. They would give me the water would have like a sheen of grease. I was a little Exxon Valdez. This is one of the first times I've heard a story from your childhood where I'm, I'm jealous of what you got away with. <laughs> like in almost every other circumstance, it was like Nate had to fight for what he got, and I'm, I was not allowed to eat in the tub. This no was like a thing asked. where somehow I think the my parents were just so inexperienced that I somehow normalized eating sausage in the bath every morning. I was just tying up the bathroom eating sausage. Doing stuff from the tub is always really exciting to me. Uh, I, I really liked uh, in Royal Tenenbaums when uh, Margo just had her tub time. Oh, yeah. And, and she, uh, the guy from got the Truman Show who's watching the Truman Show on a little TV in his bathtub. Like any character who's like, yeah, I'm a bath person. I've Oof. always been like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Be a bath person. That's and that that is exactly what uh, Saddam Hussein did. Oh well, when he when he formed the Bath Party, <laughs> I think we made this joke already in the in the episode where we did the whole thing in the bathtub. Mm. So uh, well. moving on. Oh wait, before we move on, uh, there is a kind of a coda to the end of the story of me being a child who would eat sausage in the bathtub. Um, one fateful day, after my greasy sausage bath, I uh, climbed up on the bath t- on the bathroom counter to uh, brush my hair. I I was very vain as a child and had to slick my hair back. And uh, while I was climbing up on the counter in the bathroom, uh, my soapy, greasy little naked ass slipped. And I fell back off of the bathroom counter. And uh, I, 
I split my gooch open on the corner of the countertop. Just like tore my little tore my little scrote. And uh, it wasn't so bad that I that I had to go to the hospital. So my mom just like put a bandage on my nuts. <laughs> and then she wrote a she wrote a letter. And I I now I I now wonder why she wrote the letter unless my mother was just trying to gaslight me and humiliate me because she wrote this letter and told me to give it to Mrs. Boltby who drove the carpool. And Mrs. Boltby read it in the car in front of all the other children who were all older than me. Allowed? That I had that I had <laughs> hurt my crotch. <laughs> and then so, so all the other kids heard like well like <laughs> she 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 didn't uh I mean some some people still have to move their lips while they're reading, but yeah. usually sound doesn't come out. I mean, I was the littlest kid in the carpool, and I think that they all kind of thought that I was uh, too stupid to understand they were talking about my nuts. But I was just sitting there humiliated with my sore little testes. (laughs) And I continued to eat sausage in the bath for years after that incident. Well, it wasn't sausage's fault. You just, you know, you, you got to get those motor skills down. And uh, if you, if anybody out there knows Mrs. Boltby, tell her that I'm very, very disappointed. And also, his balls are fine, Boltby. You yeah. want to see these big old nuts when you yeah. put them in your face? Come on. Yeah. Hell yeah. Even the littlest kid in the carpool. Grows up to have a big old sack of nuts. So there you go. I hope you enjoy your breakfast, Bolt B. I hope you never fall down and tear anything. It I hope this lady's name was Bolt B, because if it wasn't, I feel like a fool. I've never heard that last name before, but uh, sounds sounds real enough. I guess, honestly, I should hope that it isn't, because if if this somehow got back to her... Like if she just signed up for the Patreon and this is immediately she hears me accusing her of talking about my little nuts. We're going to be we're going to find ourselves in court. I don't know. Well, yeah, that that might not be good. You didn't give a first name, though. Uh, You you could say you were fictionalizing. I think her first name was Linda. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Now go find her, my pretties. <laughs> oh. All right, here's our next voicemail. Hello, you guys said you wanted breakfast questions. Now, I just want to know, is it really such a big deal when somebody puts the cereal before the milk or the milk before the cereal? Why do we care so much about that? I want to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Now, this is a question of the cereal, milk before the cereal, or cereal before the milk. I I, I don't get mad about this one, but I, I think you got to go cereal before the milk so you know exactly how much milk to put in there. 
It is a it is a milk apportioning issue, I think, for most people. Now, some could argue that by pouring the milk first, you see exactly how much milk you're using. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think there's there is an epidemic in this country of people who pour too much milk. But I don't know that the people who pour too much milk would have their problem solved by pouring the milk first. Because the well, other thing that happens is when you pour the milk over the cereal, it tends to rise up around the cereal. However, if you pour the milk first and then the cereal, the cereal floats on top like so much flotsam and jetsam. Yeah, you're, you're going to be doing a lot of spoon spanking if you pour that milk first. You're going to be tamping that Captain Crunch down. I I tend to overfill once I like I, I'll fill that bowl up with cereal and then I don't get quite as much milk as I would like in there. So part of the way through eating, I pour a little more milk in there and then I have too much milk. But I know that I'm going to have a second bowl of cereal. So the second time I pour the cereal into the milk. So I kind of do both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have kind of small bowls right now. This used to not be a problem because I would I, I had really like they weren't mixing bowls, but they were much larger. I, I, I would say like chili bowls, like a bowl that that is really representative of this is your dinner. What's in this bowl? Chili bowl is such a funny word to me. Just the idea that there's a specific bowl for chili. I, I, I just mean like a, it's it's not as big as the mixing bowl. My dad used to, when he wanted cereal, he'd pour half of a box of cereal into a mixing bowl and eat that. Is your dad ice cube? Uh, not exactly. I mean, there are similarities. <laughs> your dad is, a, is an approximation of ice cube. Yeah, I mean, which kind of ice cube is ice cube? My my dad's probably the really old school ice cube that really square and comes in the tray, and you gotta twist it to get it out of there, and sometimes it breaks apart a little bit. I think ice cube is probably more of a modern ice cube that you can get from a dispenser. Yeah. So your dad's more of the are we there yet ice cube. Oh, Yeah. For sure. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think to answer your question, uh, caller, why do we care so much? Um, it's probably because uh, expecting the average American to correctly uh, mix the ratio of milk and cereal without fucking it up is asking too much, and it places the onus of the unavoidable result of wasting some milk or some cereal by having to do some adjustments to get that those levels right and then you're you're going to get full before you get it all done you're going to be like putting more milk in the bowl or putting more cereal in the bowl and you end up throwing away wasting resources and um that's that's what's wrong with America and I think a lot of breakfast you, things like that are we're going to take this and this and mix them together. And in general, you you have your own preference. I, if, if you're 
having someone make your coffee for you, uh, and you say like, yeah, I, I do want cream, but no sugar, that cream could be way overdone or way underdone to, to whatever your specifications are. Hmm. It's true. And have you noticed that it's true is the thing I say when I lost uh, interest in what you were talking about? And then I don't uh, know no, I still haven't about. learned that yet. Uh, so you, you should probably keep it. So I, I think should've that you're still that invested in, in, in the things that I'm going to say. Gee, folks, go I, back. I just changed just... the subject. I'm, I'm polite. <laughs> Someone go back and make a super cut of every time I've said, mm-hmm, it's true. <laughs> when it's clear, I've just, I've lost track of what we were talking about and want to move on. <laughs> oh. You you can just say moving on if you want. <laughs> My feelings won't be. It's hurt. it's a tick. I don't even realize I'm doing it until I say it, and then I'm like, well, I don't even know. He could have just said, you know, the the problem with Hitler was he didn't go far enough, and I'm like, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, Hitler definitely didn't put enough cream in his coffee. <laughs> didn't go far enough. All right, here's our next voicemail. Hi, hello, hello. Uh, my name is Laura, and... Uh, <laughs> okay, wait, this this is my wife. <laughs> and she introduced herself. My name is Laura. Come on, we know it's you. I am calling about uh, breakfast ideas. Uh, I would like to know what the difference is between breakfast and brunch. What really makes the difference there? And also, another thing, what's the best word to use for breakfast for dinner? Thank you. Oh, boy. All right. So this is a two-parter. First of all, what is the difference between breakfast and brunch? Um, class, I think. It's as the Simpsons said. It's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. Right. Mm, that's a part of it. There, there's also a disposable income part, and there's oh, a, yes. uh, a, a a boozy part. Yeah. You and don't breakfast itself can be fancy. But once it is fancy, it's usually brunch. Not necessarily always, but I I think that brunches still fall into the category of breakfasts, but a smaller, more select piece of the, the breakfast whole. Yeah, I think that brunch brunch culture comes out of. Uh, listen, I don't want to blame everything on what's wrong with America, but I think that brunch culture is definitely born out of a, kind of a uh, just this low-level hum of misery that we all have. And what brunch really is, at least to me, is uh, it's something that it, it, for a long time I could not afford because I was poor. But while I was poor, I was so miserable that I kind of developed an alcohol thing. We'll just yeah. say it's a thing. Yeah, that thing. So then when I finally started making more than like $20,000 a year, I was like, 
I want to feel like a king. So I would go and, and pay $17 for cheese grits and get drunk at 10 a.m. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's just me. I, I'm not poor anymore, but I'm still a drunk and I want to show off. And, I, and I'm willing to wait in line at a place, you know, where everyone dresses like they're a pharmacist from the 1890s. And, uh, yeah. I think that's what brunch... Also, like Jacques said on The Simpsons, you don't get completely what you would at breakfast, but you get a good meal. As for the idea of uh, uh, dinner breakfast, I think you just gotta... Listen, people will try and be cute. They'll call it Brinner but I think you just got to call it breakfast for dinner. Yeah, it, there there is not a satisfactory portmanteau there. Brinner, what, uh, deck fast. Brupper. <laughs> Here's the real question. They're all what do you terrible call things. Broth meal. <laughs> That's when you have breakfast at midnight. I think fourth fast works mm. okay for that. Uh, I, you know what? We should call that witch's breakfast. <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, what do you think is the difference between uh, a, a brunch and a hobbit second breakfast? I bet we is someone. You know what, folks? If you're listening to this and you know what the difference is between all the different hobbit meals. Call seven oh or uh, yeah seven oh two podcast, the number you called uh, to leave your voicemails for this show, and uh, yeah, explain it to us. Let us know every detail about the difference between uh, Hobbit breakfast, second breakfast, eleven Z's, uh, all of those things. But yeah, um, yeah, you just got to call it breakfast for dinner and. I think once a month you should wake up everyone in the house for witch's breakfast at midnight. Everybody has to get up in the middle of the night and you have like a poached egg and an everything bagel. All right, next voicemail. Hey, so earlier I called about um, to see if cereal was better first or second after milk, but I fixed the problem. I'm eating cereal with water instead now. Thank you, though. Oh. Okay. No. Well, here's no, a fun no, fact. No, 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 That's That's the worst. We weren't fast enough to save it. Yeah. She's eating garbage. Oh. It's funny. The transcript for this uh, voicemail said, Syria. Instead of cereal, and I was worried that it might get political. <laughs> um, to be to be one hundred percent clear about my stance, um, cereal should always come before milk. Um, yeah, no, uh, but to the to the topic of water with cereal, let me say that it is bad, but it is not as bad as apple juice with cereal. And I am getting out in front of that and letting everyone know, B 
because when I was when I was 10 years old, my seven-year-old brother poured apple juice on his cereal, realized that it was a bad idea, but because he wanted someone else to share in his misery, he pretended it was the best thing he had ever eaten, and he told me that I had to try it too. <laughs> so I poured a bowl of cereal and then put apple juice all over it, and it was horrible, just Cheerios with apple juice. And then my mom got mad when I didn't want to eat it and tried to force me to finish it. And I was crying. And then somehow she found out that my brother had orchestrated this whole thing. And she made him eat both bowls of cereal Cheerios with apple juice. And he so didn't I just, just dump it all over you in the bathtub. Yeah. It's like, it'll all go down the drain. <laughs> So I just wanted to I wanted to make sure everyone knew that I didn't think that was good because I don't need you all coming to my mom and making me eat all of your nasty apple juice Cheerios. I, I did a similar thing, but mine was with grape soda. And while it really does get uh, your Rice Krispies uh, snap crackling and popping, it's not good. And then I also loved grape soda so much I tried mixing grape soda and milk together hoping to get the best of both worlds for my cereal and that was that was a failure as well I'm sorry to hear that milk doesn't I mean unless you're putting a syrup in it it doesn't mix well with another fully constituted drink most of the time does it no you ever have Carnation Instant Breakfast? No. You're going to love it in an instant. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of quick breakfasts, but uh, what what is Carnation Instant Breakfast? Uh, it's like Ovaltine. Oh. All right, here's our next caller. I wanted to report a breakfast burrito. I had with three eggs, a serrano pepper cutter, and then I cook it and then put in burrito with my avocado and some hot sauce. Thank you. All right. So, um, yeah, that uh, listener... Yeah, there there was no question there, and there didn't need to be one because uh, that caller is doing it right. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I want that right now. They reported a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was our weekly burrito report. And uh, folks, let me tell you, that sounds like an awesome, excellent burrito. And they said three eggs. Serrano pepper. Serrano pepper, avocado. Mm-hmm. And some hot sauce. But let me tell you, hey, friendo, you fucked up. There was no potato in that burrito. Hmm. If you're going to make a breakfast burrito, it better goddamn have some potato in it. That's a pretty good point. Uh, I, I was going to say... This this caller might be doing non dairy uh, 
I'm not making any breakfast burrito without cheese, but I understand, and I, I would eat that burrito for sure. I but but some I cheese like and a potato good, would be in mine. <laughs> some cheese is good, but I could go either way on cheese. But I'll tell you, I buy the frozen breakfast burritos from the grocery store, and they make a version. They they make two versions of the same thing. One is just doesn't have potato and the other does. And I accidentally bought the one without potato and it just like it just turned to ash in my mouth. It was so disgusting <laughs> without potato. Has the consistency of like a like a booger with like a with like a scab in it. Yeah. Just terrible without those potato. Fajita veggies can go either way. Sometimes they're the best thing in the world. Like you need some sort of crispness on it. I, I think that might be the frozen portion because anytime I've had some sort of frozen meal that's purporting to be fajita esque, there there isn't that del- delicious crispness to the peppers and onions. Mm. You know, see that is, <clears throat> I would say that is one one genuine criticism of. I don't even know if you'd say Mexican food because, you know, how much of that is actually from Mexico, but they don't have textures, you know? It's just a lot of, like, soft slop on a plate. Hmm. Well, that that's why the, the peppers and onions are so key, to have some something that's crisp, but once it's been frozen and water crystals all around it, and then you microwave it, they they turn just as sloppy as every all all the beans and rice and saucy meat. So this has got me thinking about how <clears throat> just how good the Japanese do at combining textures that delight delight the senses in their food. And you know I think the Japanese really they their take on breakfast is one of the strongest, but it is extremely outside of the bun. I feel like they're they're like looking they're looking into a different dimension. All right, you know? hit me with this because I I might be aware of it, but I don't think I'm aware of a Japanese breakfast. What? I mean to be. To be clear, it's just Japanese food. Okay, yeah. Like I've I've gotten a bento box at brunch before and I'm like, okay, this is just, they're they're going on the lunch side of things. It's just like a it's like a light just a light meal with like soup and grilled fish. You can have like a like some little pickles, some dried seaweed, you know. Yeah. Okay. Some like uh some like little ve- like a little veggies on the side, but damn, Japanese breakfast burrito. Somebody, please make make it happen. Will, will there be eggs in it? That's I I I can't wrap my head around doing this without an egg. They've got. Listen, now we're getting into like theoretical foods. 
because Japanese breakfast burrito is not a thing as far as I yeah. know. But well, I mean, brother- sushi burrito is I've had my fair share of sushi burritos. We so yeah, I like think that, that we we can yeah. do uh, food collisions. Mm. But that Japanese breakfast burrito. What's that in the middle? Long egg. You get that long egg in there. That's not like long pork, is it? <laughs> the long pig, the flesh of long pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long no, long egg is different. It's actually uh, cat cum. Oh. No, you don't know long egg? No, what's long egg? Just, you got your phone there? Yeah. Just look, just look up long egg. It's just a long egg. No. Okay. <laughs> Just throw that guy right in the middle of your breakfast burrito. It's like a salami, but it's an egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. It's okay. like those jack-o'-lantern cookies that you get in a tube. Oh, scary tube, though. Ooh, no, that's pops. not a scary. That's a chub tube, not a scary tube. Just a plastic, you know. Sausage shaped thing. You slice it oh, into okay. sugar cookies with a jack o' lantern picture in the middle. I, maybe they should put them in a scary tube, though, because part of it it's is Halloween. Real. Yeah, you don't know when you're pressing that spoon along the spine uh, when it's going to pop. So I think Japanese breakfast burrito doesn't need a potato. You can throw some like bamboo shoots or something in there. Give it a little crunch. Water, water, water chestnut. chestnuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. And fermented let's, soybean. Let's, let's dice the water chestnut. I, I think if we cut it up small like onion, it would be even better than than if we did the the whole slices of it. Just uh, so you're talking about this is the difference between. The pepperonis that you get on a yeah. Red Baron. Yeah, and the give, me, give me the get. Totino uh, You want water the Totino chestnut. water chestnut. I'm, I'm here for it. Man, you ever get you ever get a pizza that has both? Yeah. God. Very good. Very good. Extra cheese all the way with that. Like that. I, I, I love how many wonderful, weird pizzas I've had in the past five years, but... There, there's just something about an, yeah, double up both types of pepperoni and a whole lot of cheese on that, and it's a time machine pizza. I'm gonna, you know, what, what, watch some blockbuster videos with that pizza. Hmm. And he, hey, as long as we're inventing things, pizza burrito. I've had a few of those. I mean, that uh, more or less isn't that what a hot pocket is? Yes, I guess. Well, I don't know. You you need something. There's too much cheese in there. You you got to have something that makes this not just a flour tube of squeezable uh, cheese and grease with little bits of other things. Yeah, to be fair, this is going to be like your garden veggie 
Mediterranean pizza, not a. You're gonna go heavier on toppings and and lighter on sauce and cheese for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. they never do that, and it would be good. Just like a real, like a just a drizzle of more concentrated tomato sauce. And, and a... you know, uh, uh, you know that the market's there because the old pizza in the cup place. You know that's what. What is that besides a uh, pizza burrito bowl? That's what it is. Yeah, it's a burrito bowl pizza. All right, we got one last, one last message here. Oh, this actually is from the same person as the previous message. It looks like they called back a minute later. Any day now. Hello. We're only getting closer to breakfast time. Yeah, each day we get closer to death. And this voicemail is bringing me there. I almost thought to myself, did the internet go out? But I'm talking to you over the internet. It's true. You are. All right. Well, I'm going to restart the voicemail here and see if that does it. All right. Let's try this again. You you know how when you go to the grocery... Uh, okay, is it working? Mm, when you still... go to the grocery store, you know how they have medium, large, and extra large eggs? Yes. Where are the small eggs, and whose job is it to sort those? Or are there certain chickens that only do medium eggs? Like, you know, not a real big chicken, not a really you, big egg. You ever had a quail egg? Mm. Yes, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. I've only ever had them in ramen, though. Oh. I, I I'd like to get get me a big old case of them and make myself a twenty five egg omelet. I had some out of a can, canned quail eggs. Oh yeah, I've done that too. Those were not good. <laughs> not very good. <laughs> Would not recommend. I forgot about that. Well, shit, this is not working. It says it's it's an error loading the audio for some reason. But I can read you the transcript. Okay, let's do that. This person wrote, I forgot to add I had a Soylent before the egg. Thank you. So I don't know if that's really what they said or because the transcript can be a little funny, but I like the idea of them having a Soylent the meal replacement drink and then they were like you know what on second thought i'm gonna live a little i'm gonna have double breakfast yeah i i i think that is frequently the the problem with soylent like you need to not like food very much to do that i've tried it one time uh when when i first moved in with uh my old roommate Daniel, who who's been on this podcast before, uh, he had tried to take the Soylent uh, dive, and then they were just there, and he he learned like, oh no, I'm not going to do this. Oh, thank you. Oh, there finally, yeah, yeah, he did say Soylent. Okay. So, yeah, 
I guess you fucked up. You make sounds like you made a pretty good burrito. But you went and you spoiled you spoiled your witch's breakfast with soylent. What we what we really need is a breakfast flavored everlasting gobstopper, and then we, we can all go soylent. So we, we get all that greasy egg maple syrupy goodness and in, in like a rock that you suck on that isn't actually you know giving you any of those uh fat fat calories and whatnot and then you can just have your meal replacement drink you can have your like chalk and uh rat hair milkshake but it'll taste like you're at the waffle house i've I've had that, and I can't even remember what it tastes like. What the Waffle it, House? Or no, no, the Soylent. Oh, there's they had tons of rats oh. in, their, in their factory. <laughs> okay, well, you know it's been a few years. I'm, I'm sure any uh, rat remains have become human remains or or yeah. leavings. It's like that old story of the pirate who uh, tastes the. Uh, pelican soup and then he kills himself no i don't know pelican soup yeah because he realized that what he ate before was actually not pelican it was human ah that's you people people have done that yeah (laughs) they call it it soylent (laughs) they call it soylent and then they're like, yeah, they, but there's like rats running around in the in the powder. Oh, so so and they're they, like, well, what are you are you complaining about rats? It's not people. It's rat. <laughs> yeah. Get over it. Uh, and Charlton Heston was already dead. So so there wasn't a moment where he dropped to his knees and screamed. Soylent is He's got rats. his little scarf on. It's got rats. That would be funny, though, if it was like the end of the movie. He's like, it's people. And then there's just a PR guy comes out. Hi, folks. No, it's not. There's some rats. Yes. Yes. In one of our commercials, we accidentally let in some footage of a rat in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It was pizza rat, though. People love him. Hey, and now we want to introduce our new our new mascot, Ratty. Hey, folks, take it from me. Soylent's good. And he's got the same little neck scarf as Charlton Heston. Yeah, they 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 make a like a Chuck E. Cheese uh, style animatronic of him, so you can go to your local Soylent bar and enjoy a song by a robot rat that s- supports your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Your Spartan workaday lifestyle of drinking the same gray liquid each day. I don't know. You, like, you... like we'll have to make it really opulent, like the the milk bar in in a Clockwork Orange. Like they'll 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 pour the soylent from a a giant rat teat. Mm-hmm. Alabaster just a, rat just a teat. Big lewd rat Venus. Big ass. Big square ass and saggy tits, <laughs> just squirting soylent all over the room. You and me and the rest Ooh. of our droogs out may- there. May- maybe there will be like tubes running to every table, and then there will just be like a little button that you press, and you get a little bit of juice. 
a little rat brings yeah. you out. But every once in a while, brings. like when when you've had too much juice, it's going to shock you. It's going to happen. We we've all gotten our little shocks. Well, folks, that's been our show. I think it's uh, it's important to remember there's no portmanteau for breakfast at dinner time. Uh, breakfast at midnight is called witch's breakfast, and the Soylent Factory is overrun with rats. Uh, other than that, someone invent Japanese breakfast burrito. Uh, if you be careful want- if you're eating breakfast in the bathroom. That's right. Watch your nuts. And uh, everyone should try eating uh, little cheesy, uh, cheesy, smoky links in the bathtub. But be careful. But be careful. Watch your scrope. Keep an eye on your taint. Maybe you tape one of those sausages onto your undercarriage just for protection. Just pinch it. You got to put it. Not at the top of your butt crack, but like down at the underneath, like at the very bottom lip of the butt crack. Just hold it there, kind of like a pool noodle. It, it's kind of like your your butt cheeks and your thighs also, like, like it's a hug of sausage for both of those parts of your body. Also, this advice is just for anyone who's too short to look in the mirror. So, <laughs> I mean... There's a few of you out there, but well, there 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 could be other reasons people are climbing up on there. I mean, you could be too short to check your actual grundle out in the mirror. I yeah. mean, I, to be clear, I was not trying to look at my grundle in the mirror. No, you you were trying to to comb that fancy hair in a in a fanciful way. Yes, you you had your pomade out. My yeah. My lucky you're trying to tiger look like your pomade. hero, Fonzie. <laughs> I was, I was getting all ready to go down to the sock hop, and Mrs. Boltby ruined it. <laughs> like she ruins everything. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Of course, uh, if you if you like our show, please go. Uh, give it a review. You can go to smalldictionary.com. We bought that website. Uh, so now that's that redirects to our podcast. Uh, give us five stars. Tell your friends. Buzz market us. Be like, I called into the show and they played my voicemail. Also, apologies to my friend Sean, who uh, couldn't grasp the idea of calling the number. And he just kept texting me uh, breakfast ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought they were good ideas but uh it didn't fit the gimmick of playing people's voicemails so I'm sorry maybe another time well, you know what next Sean, time we, we we might do text fist we could do a text fist and then that that'll be that's the sequel to this where we do a text fist and we have to fight Ivan Drago oh He's even tougher. He he killed Apollo Creed. All the mm-hmm. biscuits went flying out, hit everybody in the audience. Yeah, it's he's the gravy. He's the gravy villain. <sighs> Ivan Gravo keeps his uh his jockey shorts full of gravy during the match in case he gets hungry. Mm. Just dips down in there a big fistful of gravy. 
man, I I don't know why, but I really want to see that now. <laughs> All right, good night, folks, or good, night. good morning. Yeah, enjoy your breakfast. Yeah, toodaloo.